worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Psalms. Psalm 100, beginning at verse 1. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Verses 1 through 5, all of Psalm 100. Then looking briefly at Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All of Psalm 23. Father, thank you once again. Thank you today, Lord, once again for the wonderful and the blessed gift of eternal life. Thank you for health and strength. Thank you for the privilege of knowing you, being able to walk with you every day. Thank you for the blessing that we have of being able to open your word and hear directly from you every single day. And thank you for the privilege we have of being able to listen to you speak to us words of life, blessing, and peace for as long as we desire to do so. Thank you, Father, for the privilege of being able to share the gospel so that others can come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior as well. Thank you for the privilege and blessing of being able to be involved in the wonderful work of um, making disciples so that believers can grow to come to understand the great joy of walking with you, learning how to follow you and to live for you. Father, thank you, Lord, for the gift of family and friends and loved ones. Thank you for the privilege of being a part of your family, the family of God. Thank you for the opportunity to live a life that you've designed for us to simply follow you, to love you, and to be a vessel of grace and blessing in the world as you've called us to be. Father, you run our cups over in so many ways every day. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy. Thank you for your grace, your peace, your power, your blessing, and so much more. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Robertson. Rick is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we do come to you with uh, grateful hearts. Forgive us, Father, for those times we complain and murmur. We never have a reason to do that. You are such a kind God to us. You orchestrate things. You move us through life, uh, sometimes in trials, sometimes not. We thank you that you're, uh, whatever happens to us along the way, that you are there with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. We could always, every time, cast our cares on you. You not only hear us when we pray to you, but you respond in a way that's best. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. And uh, today on the broadcast, we're 
uh, focusing on uh, the topic, Living a Life of Thanksgiving, Praise, and Worship. And we'll be sharing passages from the Word of God. We have shared a couple, um, but uh, we'll be sharing passages from the Word of God that focus on Thanksgiving Thanksgiving and or praise and or worship or all of the above. But at the same time, we'll be sharing some readings as well that remind us of things we have to be thankful for. You know, it's so wise for us to understand that the most blessed kind of life where any any believer can live is one where we walk in praise, thanksgiving, and glory to the Lord continually. You know, the fact is, a grateful heart helps you to be instantly rich in the truest sense of the word because you recognize how blessed you really are. And sadly, when people don't walk in gratitude, praise, and thanksgiving, often we often they focus on negative things and things that aren't going right rather than looking at how blessed we really, really are. So as we focus on the topic, living a life of thanksgiving, praise, and worship, I want to encourage you to take time to write the scriptures down and hope that you'll go back and just spend time reading and medita- meditating on each and every one of them because all of God's Word is powerful. All of God's Word is full of life, blessing, and grace that can edify us, strengthen us, encourage us, bless our lives in so many ways. What a blessing it is for us to be able to open God's Word any time of the day or night and be blessed and encouraged by it. Reading now from Psalm 128, Psalm 128, beginning at verse 1. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in His ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy, and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house, your children like olive plants all around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you out of Zion, and may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes, may you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. In all of Psalm 128. You know, I want to take a few moments just to share some words I hope will be of encouragement to you as well. But just, there's so many things we have to be grateful for when we take the time to stop and assess it. You know, the fact that we have received Jesus Christ as your, as Lord and Savior, that's a reason to live a life of rejoicing all by itself for the rest of our lives. The fact that we know that we'll be able to spend all eternity with the Lord in a wonderful place called heaven. In heaven, there's there's no dying, there's no sickness. In heaven, there are no difficulties. In heaven, you don't have to pay bills. In heaven, you don't have any challenges, difficulties, or problems. In heaven, everything happens just like God wants it to happen. In the Lord's Prayer, we pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's a blessed prayer to pray because, again, in heaven, things happen just like God wants them to happen. How important it is that we're living a lifestyle of gratitude. You know, I, I would say this, that God has been blessed, uh, just so great to me and my family in so many ways. I'm thankful to have a wonderful and a beautiful wife named Birdie. And she and I work together in ministry on a pretty regular basis. And many of you know that we've had a huge victory as of late insofar as the Lord blessed us to be able to drive our mobile medical unit from Ohio to Mississippi just a few weeks ago. And it's going to about to be launched into ministry in the Mississippi Delta and just a few weeks, and we're thankful for that. God miraculously brought that about. It's been uh, quite a journey in the making, 
but it's for a mission that God has called us to. And so we invite all of our listeners to praise and thank and rejoice with us and also pray for us as we move forward in ministry in this regard. We're thankful again just for uh, all of our children. Bertie and I have six children, and they're all grown. Our oldest son works in ministry in Birmingham, Alabama, and our uh, oldest daughter, she and her family and children live in Texas and serve the Lord there in Texas. I have a couple children that live in the Nashville area who know and serve the Lord as well. And uh, we have a son that recently went into the armed forces, into the Army, and he knows the Lord and loves the Lord, and he's serving the Lord in the U.S. Armed Forces in the Army. And our youngest son works in business with us here in Tupelo. And so we're grateful for all of our children, a number of them working in ministry, and we're, we're grateful because God has been so good to us in so, so many ways. Bertie and I have three grandchildren as well, and we thank the Lord for all of them as well. Father, I thank you again for eternal life. Thank you for the gift of family and loved ones. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to pray for family and to pray for the family of God, our extended family in the body of Christ. Thank you for the privilege, Lord, you give us of being able to know your will and to live it out. Thank you for the unique calling you placed upon each of our lives, and thank you for the adventure that is ours as we walk with you, as we listen to you, as we follow you in learning whatever that specific calling is and walking it out. What a joy it is to know that we have the privilege of being a part of your family and that we are ambassadors in your kingdom to carry the gospel to the world, to carry your word to the world, to carry your truth to a world that desperately needs to hear your truth. Father, help us to grow in our understanding of the need for us to simply be faithful to the calling you placed upon each of our lives. There's so much work to be done. But thank you again, Lord, for the honor, the privilege, the blessing that is ours to be a part of the work you're doing in the world. Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit that indwells us, who does all the heavy lifting. We're simply to be available, obedient vessels, but it's your Holy Spirit that does the work of ministry so beautifully and so wonderfully. Thank you for the privilege and the honor of being vessels and vehicles that the Holy Spirit uses to get your work, to build your kingdom each and every day. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Father, you really do run our cups over in so many ways. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 17, beginning at verse 11. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Verses 11 to 19, Luke chapter 17. A powerful passage, but a very insightful passage. An instance that happened in Jesus' earthly ministry where he healed ten lepers. 
And all of them received abundantly from God's hand of blessing, his healing hand, his healing grace and mercy. Yet, sadly, only one took the time and opportunity to come back and give thanks, praise, and glory to the Lord. And note specifically what Jesus says to him. Verse 17 again. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Now note here this very important truth to be mindful of. God notices when we thank him for what we do for him. And he notices when we don't say thank you. God notices when we take the time to express genuine gratitude, praise, and glory. And God notices when we receive abundant blessing and we keep right on going our merry way. How sad it is to think that God, who is just generous by his nature, he is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He's El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. He's our King of kings and Lord of lords. God generously and abundantly floods our life with blessings and grace every day of our lives. How much, how important it is that we learn to live life with an attitude of gratitude because the fact is God is so good to us in so many ways. How important it is that we take the time, we make the time to give thanks, praise, glory, and honor to the Lord. Father, we confess, Lord, We've sinned, Lord, in so many ways by not expressing gratitude, thanks, and praise to you for how that you so abundantly flood our lives with your goodness, your mercy, and your grace every day. Too often, Lord, we've not said thank you. We've not praised and glorified and worshiped you in view of how wonderfully generous you are to us. Father, we confess these are shortcomings. Forgive us, Lord, and Lord, guide us, help us to be wise enough to beginning this day by the power of your Holy Spirit to live a life of praise, gratitude, glory, and honor to you. You really do run our cups over every day. Help us to express that praise, glory, and honor back to you in all the ways you would want us to. Thank you, Lord, for loving us with an everlasting love so generously, so abundantly. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we look today at the topic. Living a life of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. We'll be right back.
authority you've spoken and you've set the captive free you're the king who came to serve and you're the god who washed our feet you're the one who took our burdens and you bled upon the cross in your kindness and your mercy of Lincoln Brewster with more than amazing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. We're looking today at the topic, focusing on the topic, living a life of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. And now sharing a brief passage from the book of 1 Samuel, chapters 1 and 2, beginning chapter 1, verse 24, and then reading through verse 11 of chapter 2. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bulls one ephah of flour and a skin of wine and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. Then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I'm the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord, so they worshiped the Lord there. Then, 1 Samuel chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken, and those who stumbled are girded with strength. Those who are full have hired themselves, have hired themselves out for bread, and the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has borne seven. And she who has many children has become feeble. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. And he has set the world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength no man shall prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. From heaven he will thunder against them. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Then Elkanah went to his house at Ramah, but the child ministered to the Lord before Eli the priest. <laughs> 
Again, that was 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses, chapter 1, starting at verse 24 to verse 28, and then chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession today as we're focusing on the topic, living a life of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. At this time, I'm going to share a prayer from an article that we shared. And once again, if you want to get a copy of the article, we encourage you to simply email me at joseph at afr.net. Again, joseph at afr.net. But this is a prayer that, amongst other things, it's a prayer for a spouse to pray uh, for their, their spouse, a husband to pray for his wife and a wife to be able to pray for her husband. Well, I'm going to take time now to pray the prayer that's for a husband to pray for his wife now. But again, if you'd like to get a copy of this, please email us. Again, joseph at afr.net. We encourage you to do it. And one of the ways we express gratitude to the Lord for his goodness in giving us our spouse is by thanking him for our spouse and praying daily for them as well. So this is a tool to help us do just that. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for the gift my wife is to me, to our family, and to the church and the kingdom of God. Lord, bless my wife today. Bless her indeed. Expand her territory. Cause your hand to be mightily upon her. Keep her from evil that she may not cause pain. In Jesus' name. Lord, help me this day to be the full blessing to my wife that you would have me to be. Fill her day with joy, peace, grace, and encouragement. Help her to walk in your love, your joy, and your peace. Help her to spend the time in your word that you would have her to spend. And Lord, help her to spend the time in prayer you'd have her to spend as well. In Jesus' name. Father, help my wife to put you first. Help her to not make any graven images. Help her to not take your name in vain. Help her to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Help us to honor her father and mother. Help her to not murder. Help her to not steal. Help her to not commit adultery. Help her to tell the truth. Help her to not covet in Jesus' name. Empower her this day to fulfill all the call of, of God upon her life in Jesus' name. Help her to live today as the living sacrifice you want her to be for you and your will and your kingdom in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, if you'd like to get the article that contains the prayer, again, it, it does include a husband's prayer for his wife and a wife's prayer for her husband as well. Simply email us. Again, my email is joseph at afr.net. We'd be glad to share that with you. Next, I want to share... A brief reading we've shared before, but it's a very touching reading, simply entitled, God Lives Under the Bed. I envy Kevin. My brother Kevin thinks God lives under his bed. At least that's what I heard him say one night. He was praying out loud in his dark bedroom, and I stopped to listen. Are you there, God? He said. Where are you? Oh, I see, under the bed. I giggled softly and tiptoed off to my own room. Kevin's unique perspectives are often a source of amusement. But that night, something else lingered long after the humor. I realized for the first time the very different world Kevin lives in. He was born 30 years ago mentally disabled as a result of difficulties during labor. Apart from his size, he's six foot two. There are few ways in which he is an adult. He reasons and communicates with the capabilities of a seven-year-old, and he always will. Kevin will probably always believe that God lives under his bed, that Santa Claus is the one who fills the space under our tree every Christmas, 
and that airplanes stay up in the sky because angels carry them. I remember wondering if Kevin realizes he is different. Is he ever dissatisfied with his monotonous life? Up before dawn each day, off to work at a workshop for the disabled, home to walk our cocker spaniel, return to eat his favorite macaroni and cheese for dinner, and later to bed. The only variation in the entire scheme is laundry when he hovers excitedly over the washing machine like a mother with her newborn child. Kevin doesn't seem dissatisfied. He lopes out to the bus every morning at 7.05, eager for a day of simple work. He wrings his hands excitedly while the water boils on the stove before dinner, and he stays up late twice a week to gather our dirty laundry for his next day's laundry chores. And Saturdays, oh, the bliss of Saturdays. That's the day my dad takes Kevin to the airport to have a soft drink, watch the planes land, and speculate loudly on the destination of each passenger inside. That one's going to Chicago, Kevin shouts as he claps his hands. His anticipation is so great he can hardly sleep on Friday nights. And so goes his world of daily rituals and weekend field trips. Kevin doesn't know what it seems to be, what it means to be discontent. His life is simple. He'll never know the entanglements of wealth or power. He does not care what brand of clothing he wears or what kind of food he eats. He, his needs have always been met, and he never worries that one day they may not be. His hands are diligent. Kevin is never so happy as when he is working, when he unloads the dishwasher or vacuums the carpet. His heart is completely in it. He does not shrink from a job when it is begun, and he does not leave a job until it is finished. But when his tasks are done, Kevin knows how to relax. He's not obsessed with his work or the work of others. Kevin's heart is pure. He still believes everyone tells the truth, that promises must be kept, and when you're wrong, you apologize instead of argue. Free from pride and unconcerned with appearances, Kevin is not afraid to cry when he is hurt, angry or sorry. He's always transparent, always sincere, and he trusts God. Not confined by intellectual reasoning, when he comes to Christ, he comes as a child. Kevin seems to know God, to really be friends with him in a way that is difficult for an, a quote-unquote educated person to grasp. God seems like Kevin's closest companion. In my moments of doubt and frustrations with my Christianity, I envy the security Kevin has in his simple faith. It is then that I'm most willing to admit that he has some divine knowledge that rises above my mortal questions. It is then I realize that perhaps he is not the one with the handicap. I am. My obligations, my fear, my pride, my circumstances, they all become disabilities when I do not trust them to God's care. Who knows if Kevin comprehends things I can never learn. After all, he has spent his whole life in that kind of innocence, praying after dark and soaking up the goodness and love of God. And one day, when the mysteries of heaven are opened and we are all amazed at how close God is to our hearts, I'll realize that God heard the simple prayers of a boy who believed that God lived under his bed. Kevin won't be surprised at all. 
Again, a very touching reading entitled, God Lives Under the Bed. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the opportunity that we have of being able to hear the wisdom of your word. And thank you for how that your word informs us and teaches us to, to live and follow you with a childlike innocence and faith, knowing that you can be trusted. Help us to know, Lord, that just as you've taught us in your word, that the just shall live by faith. Help us to know that today and every day we're called to live with a simple trust in you, knowing that you can be trusted, your word can be trusted, and that we're to follow you with the faith of a child, knowing we are children of God. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I'm going to share another touching reading, a little story about a little boy, a true story. The little boy put on his clothes for the cold and then told his father, Okay, Dad, I'm ready. His dad, the pastor, said, Ready for what? Dad, it's time to go outside and distribute our flyers. Dad replied, Son, it's very cold outside and it's drizzling. The child looked surprised at his father and said, But Dad, people need to know about God even on rainy days. Dad replied, Son, I'm not going outside in this weather. With despair, the child said, Dad, can I go alone, please? His father waited for a moment and then said, Son, you can go. Here's the flyers. Be careful. Thank you, Dad. And with this, the son went out into the rain. The 11-year-old walked all the streets of the village, handing out the flyers to the people he saw. After two hours walking in the rain and in the cold, and with his last flyer in his hand, he stopped in a corner to see if he saw someone to give the flyer to. But the streets were totally deserted. Then he turned to the first house he saw, walked to the front door, touched the bell several times, and waited, but no one came out. Finally, the boy turned to leave, but something stopped him. The child turned back to the door and began to touch the bell and pound the door strongly with his knuckles. He kept waiting. Finally, the door opened gently. A lady came out with a very sad look and gently asked, What can I do for you, son? With radiant eyes and a bright smile, the child said, Lady, I'm sorry if I upset you, but I just want to tell you that God really loves you and that I came to give you my last flyer, which talks about God and his great love. The boy then gave her the flyer. She just said, Thank you, son. God bless you. Well, next Sunday, the pastor was in the pulpit, and when the service began, he asked, Someone has a testimony or something they want to share? Gently in the back row of the church, an older lady stood up. Well, we'll pick up there on the other side. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're looking at the topic today, living a life of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. We'll be right back.
of Elevation Worship with O Sing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic, living a life of thanksgiving, praise, and worship, and sharing a reading. Um, and it doesn't really have a title, but it was a reading that was shared with me, and a true story, uh, picking up with that story once again. The little boy put on his clothes for the cold and then told his father, Okay, Dad, I'm ready. His dad, the pastor, said, Ready for what? Dad, it's time to go outside and distribute our flyers. Dad replied, Son, it's very cold outside and it's drizzling. The child looked surprised at his father and said, But Dad, people need to know about God even on rainy days. Dad replied, Son, I'm not going outside in this weather. With despair, the child said, Dad, can I go alone, please? His father waited for a moment and then said, Son, you can go. Here's the flyers. Be careful. Thank you, Dad. And with this, the son went out into the rain. The 11-year-old walked all the streets of the village, handing out the flyers to the people he saw. After two hours walking in the rain and in the cold, and with his last flyer in his hand, he stopped in a corner to see if he saw someone to give the flyer to. But the streets were totally deserted. Then he turned to the first house he saw, walked to the front door and touched the bell several times and waited, but no one came out. Finally, the boy Finally, the boy turned to leave, but something stopped him. The child turned back to the door and began to touch the bell and pound the door strongly with his knuckles. He kept waiting. Finally, the door was opened gently. A lady came out with a very sad look and gently asked, What can I do for you, son? With radiant eyes and a bright smile, the child said, Lady, I'm sorry if I upset you, but I just want to tell you that God really loves you and that I came to give you my last flyer, which talks about God and his great love. The boy gave her the flyer. She just said, thank you, son. God bless you. Well, next Sunday, the pastor was in the pulpit, and when the service began, he asked, someone has a testimony or something they want to share? Gently in the back row of the church, an older lady stood up. When she started talking, a radiant and glorious look sprouted from her eyes. Nobody in this church knows me. I've never been here. Even last Sunday, I was, not Christ- I was not a Christian. My husband died a while ago, leaving me totally alone in this world. Last Sunday was particularly cold, a particularly cold and rainy day. And it was also in my heart that the sadness seemed overwhelming. On that day, I came to the end of the road since I had no hope and didn't want to live anymore. Then I took a chair and a rope and went up to the attic of my house. I tied one end of the rope to the rafters of the roof. Then I climbed onto the chair and put the other end of the rope around my neck. I then stood on the chair, so alone and heartbroken. I was about to throw myself off the chair when suddenly I heard the loud sound of the door being knocked. So I thought, I'll wait a minute, and whoever it is will go away. I waited and waited, but the door knocking was getting louder and louder every time. It got so loud that I couldn't ignore it anymore. So I wondered, who could it be? No one ever comes to clo- no one ever comes close to my door or comes to visit me. I released the rope from my neck and went to the door while the bell was still ringing and the door was still being knocked on. When I opened the door, I couldn't believe what my eyes saw. 
In front of my door was the most radiant and angelic child I've ever seen. He smiled. Oh, I can never describe the way his smile looked. The words that came out of his mouth made my heart, dead so long ago, come back to life when he said with the voice of a cherub, Lady, I just want to tell you that God really loves you. When the little angel disappeared between the cold and the rain, I closed my door and read every word of the flyer. Then I went up to the attic to remove the chair and rope. I didn't need them anymore. As you see, now I'm a happy daughter of the king. As the direction of the boy, when he left, was to his church, I came personally to say thank you to that little angel of God who came just in time and in fact to rescue my life from an eternity in hell and replace it with an eternity in God's presence. Everyone cried in the church. The pastor came down from the pulpit to the first bench of the row where the little angel was sitting. He took his son in his arms and cried uncontrollably. Again, a touching story, a true story, and a reminder of one of the ways we expressed our gratitude to God for the eternal life he's given us is being bold witnesses in a world that desperately needs, needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, stir us as believers to live a life of gratitude that leads us to be bold and passionate witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ every day. Bold and passionate ambassadors who are involved in the great work of making disciples every single day. And we thank you and praise you for that opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Looking now in the Word of God in the book of Psalms, Psalm 146, beginning at verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Do not put your trust in princes, nor in a son of man in whom there is no help. His spirit departs. He returns to his earth. In that very day, his plans perish. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth the sea and all that is in them, who keeps truth forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord gives freedom to the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and widow, but the way of the wicked he turns upside down. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations, praise the Lord. Psalm 147. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He counts the number of the stars. He calls, he calls them all by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked down to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises on the harp to our God, who covers the heavens with clouds, who prepares rain for the earth, who makes grass to grow on the mountains. He gives to the beast its food 
and to the young ravens that cry. He does not delight in the strength of the horse. He takes no pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his mercy. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for he has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your children within you. He makes peace in your borders and fills you with the finest wheat. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters the frost like ashes. He casts out his hail like morsels. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statutes and his judgments to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise the Lord. Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the assembly of saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father, once again for your word, the wonderful gift of your word. Thank you for the wisdom, the grace, the power, the worship that just permeates your word. Thank you for the opportunity for us to walk in your word through time in your word and time in prayer each and every day. Father, more and more with every passing day, help us to fall more in love with you and with your word and empower us all to become much more faithful hearers and doers of your word. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession as we normally do before we end the broadcast today. If you're listening today and you've never made this all-important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to make that step. Today is a great day to be saved, a great day to make the step of asking Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer with me even now. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins and all the wrongs I've done. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. 
Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you would have me to be. In the Bible, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you and live my whole life for you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to be in touch with you. My email, once again, is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to be in touch with you to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, we definitely want to be in touch with you, so be sure and email us again the email, joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you. Today we've been looking at the topic, living a life of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. Hope that you will take time to go back over the passages of Scripture that we did share. And if you want to get a copy of the article we mentioned too, once again, same email, joseph at afr.net. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.